Hello, hello, and welcome to My Tennis Journey, where we aim to bring compelling tennis stories to life. As you're listening today, it'd be amazing if you could hit subscribe or follow. It's free, you know. Now, anyone who has been at the tennis club I coach at recently will know I've been busy, busy, attaching an iPad to the fence so I can try out a really cool app called Swing Vision, an app which records the on-court action, and then the minute you press stop, it produces a highlights reel of the play and gives you some amazing data like speed of serve. It is an app that was developed by today's guest whilst he was working on the autopilot team at Tesla. An app that James Blake and Andy Roddick have invested in. An app that now has partnerships with the LTA, Tennis Australia and Intercollegiate Tennis Association over in the States. An app which Apple featured in one of their 2021 keynote presentation and features on the Apple Watch ad. How cool is all of that? So much to talk about. Welcome to the show, Swing Vision co-founder and CEO, Swapnil Sahai. Hey, Rod. Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. I, you know, I mean, this is this is my passion. It's tech and tennis and gadgets. I heard one of the guys at the club earlier called me Mr. Gadget. And, you know, this <laughs> is this is a great, well, it's a great app. Unbelievable. So, I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to talking about the app. But first of all, how did your passion for tennis start? You know, was it as a young lad? Yeah, essentially, I started playing since I was probably like seven years old. Um, my dad grew up playing in India, so that was his main sport. He came to the U.S. I was born here in California, so that was the first sport I learned. And, you know, I tried other sports, basketball, because I'm pretty tall and soccer and all that. But tennis was just like so fun. I just loved it. And, and then I ended up becoming a huge fan as well. So I also love watching tennis. I've, I've been to all the Grand Slams in person and just a massive fan of the sport in general. So, yeah. Hey, well, good to hear. And I mean, to, to really fast forward, you ended up going to the University of California, Berkeley. You studied applied mathematics and statistics and then a PhD in statistics at Columbia University in New York. But one of the things like when looking at your resume, you ended up getting a, you know, you ended up getting a job at Tesla. Now, I'm sure that was a job that lots of lots of people would have wanted. How did you end up getting that job? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I've been a fan of Tesla for a long time. Like since I was, I guess when I was in Berkeley, I first heard about it. I saw they're making an electric car and I was so fascinated with what they're doing. And I've always cared a lot about the environment. So I just loved everything about the company. Like I wanted to do whatever I can to work there. And so when I was at Columbia, I actually literally reached out to a guy on LinkedIn who worked at Tesla. He was a data scientist there and data science was just starting to kind of become a thing at the time. And so I reached out to him, just chatted with him casually about his job, like, what does he work on? And then over time, I kind of got to the point where I felt comfortable asking him, like, hey, do you guys have any internship positions available? So I ended up working there as a data scientist intern uh, while I was still doing my PhD. Then I met the VP of Autopilot somehow through some other connections while I was there. Um, and this was, again, when Autopilot was just starting. They were still using um, another company to do most of the computer vision stuff. So kind of did some more networking talked with him. He invited me to come out for another internship. Then I did a, I did a good job in that internship. Then I got the full-time role. And so now after I finished my PhD, I worked at Tesla full-time. So, you know, a lot of just networking and talking to people and obviously super lucky, but 
uh, worked out worked out really well. <laughs> Do you know the, the thing that I love about it though is like you made it happen by reaching out. You know, this wasn't a contact who was there. You know, so many times in life, it you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. But you, the beauty of the likes of LinkedIn is you can reach out. You can. I'm not saying everyone's going to reply, but you can make right. things happen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I reached out to people at all kinds of companies, right? Like Twitter and whatever, but like the, the Tesla people ended up being the most responsive and that worked out for me because I really wanted to work there anyway. So yeah, I think it's just like kind of shoot your shot and see what happens. Um, and there's, there's lots of nice people out there who are willing to help. So you never know. <laughs> cool, Mom. Now you, you mentioned you worked on the autopilot team at Tesla. You know, what, what did that work involve? Was it, you know, teaching a car's computer how to drive without a human? Yeah, basically, I mean, it was crazy. It was it was cool because there's so many different parts to that product. I mean, you have people focusing on creating these like artificial intelligence algorithms that need to detect what's going on. And then you have people who are working on taking those detections and translating that into actual controls of the car. So I was focused more on the detection side rather than kind of like the control side of things. But I did get to interface with kind of everybody. It's such a cross-functional team. And it was really fun because we would write code during the day and then we would just download it to our car that night. So everybody in the team was able to check out a Tesla car. So I basically didn't even use my own car. I just drove a car from Tesla for free every day and I would write some code, load it in, test it out that, that evening or that weekend. Um, and then like kind of report back and then we would kind of, you know, circulate it to a wider set of people once it's reliable and working well. And obviously that's not the only way you test it out, but that was one of the more kind of entertaining ways of doing it. It's just really cool to be able to write your code and see it in action, like just a couple hours later, it's just really, really wild and very satisfying. So that was super fun. Um, and then the, the team itself was also really close to Elon. So like physically located in front of, right in front of Elon's desk, actually. So the entire team is kind of under his eyes. We used to say it's like we're under the eyes of Sauron. So it was pretty funny. Um, and and he, it was like his major focus. Um, and so this makes it stressful, but it's also like, you know, you're doing something really important with the company. So it's quite fun. Brilliant. I've got to, I mean, I've got to ask you, you know, I know we're talking sweet vision, but what was Elon Musk like? <laughs> um, I mean, he was super hands-on. Like I didn't expect a CEO to be so hands-on. Um, you know, there were, we, we had one time he actually, had us the entire team come in on a weekend and we were all super stressed out and nervous. And he came by to everybody's desk one by one and asked what we're working on and where we're stuck, what we need to go faster, what more resources do we need? And I thought that was so amazing to see how he's kind of in the trenches working with us. I think that's what I remember the most. And obviously he's a very like sarcastic, funny guy, always joking in all the meetings and stuff also can be very serious and very intense. He works super long hours, right? So all the things you kind of heard, most of it's kind of true. Um, but I think that was something that I've tried to take to Swing Vision is trying to be really involved myself directly and like lead by example, basically. I think he's done a really good job of that. And I've tried to emulate some of those things at Swing Vision too. And I love how, you know, making things happen fast. You know, I've worked for big companies and I, it, it's yeah. it's more like an oil tanker than a speedboat <laughs> at times. Yeah. Sure. The fact that you're writing code, loading it up and going and actually driving it. I mean, yeah. that's the speedboat style, isn't it? That. Definitely. And then, I mean, we even, you know, compared to other bigger companies, even like in Silicon Valley, like there was an emphasis of not hiring as many managers to remove kind of the number of steps you needed to get to the right person. And it's just like, it, it, and it's sometimes difficult because it means everybody has to do more work and carry more weight. 
but think overall the communication's faster and like things move faster. And so we've again done the same thing at Spring Vision. Just I think that's been a big part of our success is just like going really, really fast, being super efficient um, and just working super hard, but everybody has a passion for the product. So it works out. Come on, making things happen quickly. Brilliant. I mean, one last one on Elon. I mean, I always get the get the feeling he likes a party. Did you did you ever get to party with him? Uh, actually, it's really funny you mentioned that. We sort of did do that. Um, we had a really big release about six months after I was working there full time. So he actually invited us to his house. So he doesn't have this house anymore, but he used to have a house here in the Bay Area. Um, this gigantic mansion. It was so ridiculous. Like the entire autopilot team was invited there, and we went to his house. The driveway to his house was like a mile long. Like he basically owned like an entire hill. And it's just this driveway that just keeps going up the hill and it takes forever. And then we finally get there. And then he, he was just there personally, like greeting us. He gave us a personal tour of his whole house. And as you might expect, like there was as a billionaire, he had this like room that was really cool. And it was like a bookcase and it swiveled around. And then it opens a secret room in the back where he had all of his like drinks and everything. And so then we had like drinks with him. We took shots with him. So it was really fun, very unique experience. Um, and uh, he was a, he was a really good sport about it. So. This is great. Love it. Love it. Brilliant. Um, so, I mean, you've got this cool job. You're getting to go up that driveway and party with Elon. How did Swing Vision come into the picture? Yeah, I mean, I've been, as you said, I studied math and stats. I've always been kind of like an analytical person. And I think it's really started from watching professional tennis. Like I would see all this amazing data that was there. You know, Hawkeye did such a great job in innovating the sport on that side, right? And bringing that data to everybody. And I just kept watching these matches and I was like, man, I wish I had this for myself. Like, why can't I know my first serve percentage or how fast I'm hitting all this stuff, right? And there was no data at all at the consumer level. Um, and so I had that problem for a long time. I'd say like decades almost, um, but I didn't really know how to solve it. I think it wasn't until I was at Tessa where I had kind of the confidence and understanding of the problem and how it could be solved. Because I realized like you need, you need probably to use cameras to do this. You can't just do this with like, a sensor on the racket or something like that. Like there's just such limited information that you're gonna capture from something like that. So we realized if we wanted to kind of capture everything and bring that Hawkeye experience to everybody, it has to be with cameras um, and it has to be with, an, with a smartphone because we want it to be super scalable and accessible. We want anybody to go to do this. And what does everybody pretty much have is a smartphone. So that was basically the vision. And you know, it sounds super ridiculous that you could even try to do that. And that's the response we got initially when we were trying to pitch this. Um, but I just had the confidence after working at Tesla and like, just like all the innovation that we had to do there um, with, with the cameras. And it was really funny because Elon didn't want us to do anything besides cameras. He didn't want us to use any other sensors like radar or anything like that. And so it was really, really kind of fortunate that I got that experience and was like forced to work in those constraints. Um, and that kind of made me realize like we should continue with those constraints for swing vision and it's going to make the problem a lot harder for us, but I think it's going to be the right solution. It's the cheapest solution possible uh, for the consumer. And so that's kind of the route that we went. Come on now for, you know, if people are seeing me putting this uh, iPad up onto the fence and it could be an iPhone as well, of course, but you know, when they, when they come up to me and they say, what are you doing? What, what, how do I describe Swing Vision to them? How would, how would you describe what Swing Vision is? Yeah, I mean, I would basically say it's kind of the number one tennis app in the world. And if you wanted to go more specifically, right, you can say, well, it lets you do like three main things. So you can track your shots and improve your game. You can generate video highlights of your match. 
And then you can also challenge line calls, um, which is obviously a really big problem in the sport. So those are kind of the three main benefits you're going to get out of it. And amazingly, you can do all that just using your smartphone. Um, and you know that usually gets people going. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the video the video footage is brilliant. It's um, it's it's crystal clear. I'm using it because you can. I can do videos of games or videos of surf practice and we can go then to the fence and you can, for, you can slow the footage right down. It's ready straight away. And you, and players can see for the first time what their serve is actually like, you know, because even if they're watching their serve in, in real time, it's really hard to see, you know, are you throwing the edge of your racket, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, but the app allows you to do it. And, and I think when you can see what you're doing, it may not be how you imagine that you're doing it. Yeah. It enables you to to um, to get better. It enables you as well to watch match highlights. And and the coolest feature, you know, I've said to a few of the the, the players, like you realise you could challenge a line call by <laughs> using that Apple Watch. I mean, yeah, yeah. that that seems to me like it's one that's really caught the the public's imagination. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I use that one with my friends all the time and it's so crazy. Like our latest update that we just shipped actually today, um, it's more accurate than the players now. It's it's crazy. So like there'll be a call that's really close and my friend and I, we have like no idea. We're like, I don't know, like that was really fast. I couldn't tell. And then we check on the watch and it's like so obvious on the watch because it's in slow motion and swing actually gives the right result. I mean, it's just like, it feels like magic that like my phone is more accurate than me, but that's basically where we've gotten. Um, and then the video review has also been really surprising too. Like, you know, you'll have these moments in the match, like, I'm just like, oh man, I feel like my server's not working today, but it's really convenient because right after the match, I can go back and just filter really quickly and say like, show me every serve I missed. So immediately create a highlight reel of that. I can immediately see what's happening. I can slow it down. I can figure it out within like five seconds, just sitting on the couch, like what I need to do to improve, which is like the most efficient way you could possibly have to improve your game. I feel so it's, it's pretty cool. Love it. I mean, I've got a Casio old 80s style watch that I've loved. You know, I love this. I mean, I can't figure out how to turn the alarm off that goes forward <laughs> every day. But anyway, uh, I, lo I love it. But I am tempted on the Apple Watch because I sit at Wimbledon and sometimes I've sat at Wimbledon right next to the line and I'm like, that ball was out. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But now it's like, you know, I can actually see. I mean, how many of them do you get right? Do you think, you know, mm -hmm. I, it must be like, I, I can't wait to give that a go. It's so fun. Yeah. And actually we just launched today um, the ability to challenge line calls from an iPhone as well. So like, let's say you have your iPad set up. If you have another iPhone, you can pair it together and then challenge from there too. So that's going to hopefully open it up to even more people to try it out. Brilliant. Come on. Anyone who's listening with an Apple Watch in place tennis, you've got to give this a go. <laughs> now, I mean, the tennis community clearly recognize Swing Vision's potential. I mean, I think this is really demonstrated by the fact that James Blake and Andy Roddick have actually invested in Swing Vision. How did James and Andy even find out about the app and, and then come come on to actually invest in Swing Vision? Yeah, so that one, I mean, it sounds a little bit similar to, to the LinkedIn story, but it was pretty targeted and focused. Um, so a friend of mine from high school ended up playing professionally. So he was, I think he got to around 600 in the world. And, you know, so you, you obviously build some sort of a network when you're that good of a player. And so he had a connection to James. Um, and so James Blake was the first person that I reached out to, first kind of like celebrity investor, I guess. Um, and so I actually met him in San Diego, like near his house at some country club there. And this was like, I was still at Tesla, like just on the weekend, I went to go to go meet James, kind of scheming. And um, yeah, so I, I pitched him the idea and we hadn't built this at that time. All he had was that 
I was at Tesla. I had built like a really basic app for the watch as like a side project. And that did pretty well, but you know, that wasn't what we we're really trying to build. So I pitched him the grand vision, which was like, we're going to do all this on your iPhone. And he was so blown away. And it was really interesting because he really saw the potential, not just at the amateur level, but even at the pro level, like, cause he was telling me outside of the kind of big grand slam or masters 1000s tournaments, like you don't usually have Hawkeye with you. And then certainly you don't have Hawkeye when you're training. Right. I mean, if you're traveling the world, like when Federer's training in Dubai, like he doesn't have Hawkeye with him on the court there. So I was really fascinated to realize and learn that. And um, basically James felt like this could be useful for even the pros. And so he saw the scope was even bigger than what I was thinking. And so he was really excited. He, he ended up investing right away. Um, and then we wanted to get one more player. So then he invited me to an exhibition match in Texas. So it's, it's these events that we have in the U S where like the legends essentially like come and play again. So they had like John McEnroe out there and Andy Roddick and Jim Creer. And then James was there too. So I met all of them and got to pitch all of them. Um, and then Andy was the one who was like, ended up being the most interested. Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was a great experience, uh, just meeting all of the legends, obviously. Um, but just being able to engage in conversation about my idea with Andy and also Jim too. Jim was like super, super into it. Actually I ended up not investing, but we had a really great conversation. So that was really cool to kind of be part of that world for a little bit. Um, and, you know, hopefully there'll be more conversations like that in the future, but it was, it was pretty cool. What a buzz. Uh, what a buzz. And, and am I right in thinking that the deal was swung with, with Andy Roddick when you, you helped him find his phone in the locker room? Yeah, so we were, yeah. I mean, I like to think that's why. I mean, we basically were in the locker room and then he couldn't find his phone because he had to leave for the night and uh, his phone was on silent. So like James tried to call it and it's not ringing. So Andy's kind of panicking. And so I was like, well, I wasn't sure if I should do this because I always hope my parents would tech support at home, but I was like, let me just try it this time. So I took out my laptop and I was like, I'm pretty sure I can play a sound on your phone, even though it's on silent. You just need to log into iCloud. And so Andy was just like shocked that that's even possible, but he logged in and I could see like all of his devices on my on iCloud on my laptop, which is like really weird. And then I just found his phone and I clicked the button and it actually played the sound. And so it actually worked, which was like incredible. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then he came up to me and he's like, are you in Venmo? I'll Venmo you 50K right now. So um he was he was <laughs> you know being sarcastic but he did end up investing which is cool but i always like to think that's what sold him i mean i'm sure his process and decision making was a little bit more sophisticated but you know those little things i'm sure they helped a little bit so. these things help man i yeah. mean we all know what it's like to lose your phone you're in a panic <laughs> you're in a panic you're in a panic yeah. and, and particularly and you solve the panic it's like yeah well invest i mean I, you know if you'd help me find the phone, I may not have had the 50,000, but I would have invested, you know, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of, kind of nice thing to do. Really. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's, I'm pretty new to it, but I, I can really see the benefit of swing vision. And what I was, what I was really impressed with was that, you know, Apple obviously yeah. also realized its potential, you know, they featured it in their 2021 keynote and it's even in the Apple watch ad. I mean, I can yeah. tell we've talked about this. You're great at making things happen. You're great at reaching out, but how did that come about? Yeah, this is probably the most unexpected thing that's happened to us. And it's been the most out of our control because with Apple, like it doesn't matter who you know, like you can't really get to Apple. Like they come to you always. Um, and so, you know, we always, we've always loved Apple products. Like, you know, it's the most valuable company in history for a reason, right? So, I mean, all of us on the team, like we're big fans of Apple. We love like their product design, their aesthetic, everything they do, the way they operate. And so we've tried to kind of craft the product in that way. Really simple, easy to use, nice, clean interface, modern. 
Um, and so that's kind of what we've tried to do as a brand. And we're really far from that, obviously, still. But that's kind of, you know, that's what we aim for. And I guess Apple took notice of that. So they reached out to us. Um, they actually reached out to us back when I was working on this as a side project, doing the watch app. That was the first time they reached out to us. And they really loved that we were kind of pushing the edge of what you could do on the watch because we had these really advanced algorithms actually that would let you track your stroke and like, are you hitting a forehand or backhand? How fast is your swing? We could do all that with the watch actually. Um, and it was basically the most advanced Apple watch app at the time. So they were really impressed with that, that we did that. And then I kind of built a relationship with them. And then over time would kind of feed them a little bit of information that like, Hey, we're going to be releasing this new thing. That's going to do everything with your phone. And then they just jumped on that really quickly. And they thought that was so impressive. And I mean, I think what we've done in a, over the last kind of two years has really pushed the boundary of what's possible on a smartphone now. So if you look at kind of not just sports apps, but like any app on the app store, I think we're like really near the top there in terms of like using the full capabilities of your device. I mean, we're running these algorithms, which historically could not run on a phone. You would need like a really big gigantic computer to do this. And I mean, it's providing such an amazing experience to, you know, to our customers. And then we're also integrating it with all of Apple's products, right? I mean, we have this amazing integration with the Apple Watch. I mean, I don't think there's any other app that's using the watch and the phone together like we are. Um, and so obviously Apple loves everything that we're doing there. And, um, and so they've just continued to reach out to us and, and say like, hey, we'd like to feature in this. Hey, we'd like to feature in this. And it's just been so amazing. And so again, it's still, it's still unexpected when it happens because historically, if you go look at the keynotes, they always feature really big companies like Zoom or Adobe. And so it's like super rare for them to pick a small company like ours. Um, and so that's just been so nice. And we're really grateful that they've kind of given us that promotion. And it's so great for our sport. Like it's just putting tennis on the map. Right. So I think it's just like awesome overall. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It might happen again. It might not. But, you know, either way, it's it's been it's been a privilege and we're super lucky. It's, it's been awesome. You're wrong. It's just awesome, isn't it? And it is absolutely brilliant. And yeah, fantastic that, you know, you're making these happen, things happen in various ways. And if it is by having the best Apple Watch app, but then it, it got it noticed, didn't it? Come on. I mean. <laughs> Uh, partnership wise, I mean, you're making, you are making a lot of things happen at Swing Vision. You've got Tennis Australia, you've got the Intercollegiate Tennis Association, and in the UK, you've got a partnership with the, the LTA. Now, am I right in thinking that accredited plus coaches in the UK can get a free subscription to Swing Vision? Yeah, so that is part of our partnership agreement with them. So if you're accredited plus, you get it for free. Um, and then I think even if you're accredited or one of the other tiers, you still get some discount, but if you want it for free, then, you know, you have to be the accredited plus and then, um, not just coaches, but even members too. So even if you're just a player and you're part of like the play plus or compete and all those different, you know, tiers, um, you also get some sort of discount as well. And there's like slightly different discounts, but like you can check your LTA portal and you should be able to see a, a discount there from swing vision. So yeah, we're really trying to just make this super accessible to you know, everybody who's, who's part of the LTA. And I mean, they've been really great in helping us promote the app, even develop it. I mean, we are actually working with some of the high performance folks at the LTA. Like these are the people who are working with like Emma Raducanu and like Andy Murray. So we're working really closely with them even um, to, to kind of further refine the product and provide value to them. So they've been an amazing partner for us. Um, and I yeah. think, you know, I'm, I'm a member of a really cool coaches community uh, over here and, um, I'll reach out to those guys because these guys, they could get a free subscription, download the app, set it up. It doesn't take long and you're going to get amazing footage. I mean, what a great, yeah. great opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
Now, am I right in thinking that as well as being your personal tennis assistant, that Swing Vision will soon have, you know, can it do umpiring? Um, that's the goal eventually. You know, uh, we want to get to a point where not only is it going to, I mean, so there's, there's a few steps to getting there. So right now you can challenge line calls manually, which is, I would say the experience is similar to what Hawkeye used to be. You know, before, if you're in a professional match, you'd see them, they'd say like, oh, challenge, and then the challenge happens, right? So that's how it kind of works in Swing Vision right now. Um, we want to get to the next step is Hawkeye Live, essentially. So we want to call the lines immediately for you. So you don't even have to challenge. The phone will just call it and it'll maybe play a sound or something like that, or maybe buzz your watch. So that's kind of the next phase. And then the phase after that is to actually keep score for you as well. So in addition to doing the line calling in real time, we'll actually keep score and again, announce the score, track it for you in real time. And I think that's going to be so valuable, you know, not just at a competitive level. I mean, obviously competitive players know how to keep score, but I just feel like it's going to open up more people to the sport. I mean, if you're someone who's new and you don't really know like how to play or how the scoring system works, it's kind of a, you know, it's an archaic scoring system and a little bit different. Um, I think it will just make it more accessible if your phone keeps score for you, it helps you almost like learn the game a little bit better. Um, and then it's just kind of overall fits in with our vision of bringing this like grand slam experience to everybody. And so it's like, you can feel like you have an umpire announcing your score. It's going to say your name you know, um, and, and all of that. And it's going to be such a great, like, personalized experience that's going to really, like, change the way people play tennis. And, you know, like, on a, on a grassroots tournament basis, you know, I take our children to, you know, under sure. nines, under 12s tournaments. Yeah. And I think it's fair to say that a number of, shall we say, conversations take place at those <laughs> events about whether a ball was in or out and the yeah, racket yeah. gets put up and the umpire comes over and explains to yeah. the children it's their call, do a left, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Is the potential that, I mean, the great thing about when you challenge a call at a Grand Slam is there's no arguing with it. You see whether right. that's, is that something you think you can get to at grassroots tournaments? Yeah, definitely we can. I mean, you know, if, if we have like an iPad or something there on the net post, right? I mean, you'd be able to have a similar sort of experience. You know, it's on a smaller scale, but you could both walk up, you can see the video, you can see the review, the official decision from Swing Vision, kind of accept it and move on. No arguments, you know it's objective. And that's basically, yeah, that's what we want to get to. Um, and and then, you know, it's basically instead of an umpire, it's like Siri, but, you know, it's it's uh, it's like the same thing. So, yeah, definitely. That's definitely the goal. And I think, as you said, this is such a big problem in the sport. It's not just like a nice to have, it's a, it's a you know, need to have um solution and I, i'm really excited to finally solve this problem because it's it's been in our sport for like literally over a century so um, it's, it's pretty cool ever forever cool <laughs> i mean some of the some of the features there are so exciting from a, from a kind of bigger uh hopes and dreams perspective what, what are your hopes and dreams for swing vision swing vision moving forward yeah i mean within tennis it's continuing along the path of bringing that pro experience to everybody right so We've done that with the data side. We've done that with video analysis, as you mentioned, and then we're kind of marching along on the umpiring side, which we've covered that. I think next is also providing coaching feedback. So, you know, let's say you're doing like a surf practice or playing against a ball machine, then Swing Vision could actually provide you audio feedback in real time. So you could correct your technique in real time, or maybe there's like a certain thing that your coach wants you to work on, right? And your coach can, maybe can't be with you all the time. So they could almost like tell Swing Vision what to focus on. And then when you go play without your coach, Swing Vision can make sure you're doing a good job on those things. So I feel like it's going to be a really nice, neat way to enhance the training experience, but also give coaches the ability to essentially coach remotely. So I think that's going to be really cool. And then um, next after that is the broadcasting side. So we want to make your tennis match feel like a broadcast match. So, you know, you should be able to stream your match. You should be able to generate fans all around the world, 
right? I mean, and then you see all these people getting famous and making money on TikTok. Like, why can't you do that with Swing Vision, right? Like, you should be you should be able to become like a Swing Vision influencer, have your matches, you know, watched by millions of people. You should be able to earn sponsorship money just like the pros do. And so it's the same idea of kind of letting everybody become like a pro and like experience tennis like a pro. Um, and so that's the goal there. And then, you know, once we do that, we won't stop there, obviously. Then it's like, can we do this in other sports? And it seems like we can. So there's a lot of other sports that could also use it. But of course, you know, tennis is our main focus for now. It's the one that we like the most and where we see the biggest opportunity at right now. Love it. I mean, uh, when um, at the tennis club, I always play music when we've got, you know, players on the court. I've just come back from work where we were uh, playing and... I had uh, Coldplay playing A Head Full of Dreams, and it certainly sounds from that stream of consciousness. <laughs> my friend Swapnil, you have a head full of dreams of where this is heading, eh? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Cool. Lots of dreams. I mean, you know, the hard part will be executing it, though. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you clearly come a long way in a, in a very short period of time. Now, I mean, with all this stuff going on, with all these adventures, are you actually still getting time to play tennis? You know, has Swing Vision helped make you a better player? Uh, so, yeah, and, and yes, definitely. I mean, I'm, you know, it's been, it's definitely been tough with my schedule, but I, I, I actually have like my calendar now to like play tennis with specific people. So I, I try to play at least three times a week. Um, it's a good way for me to also just test out the product as well and just make sure like things are working well, like provide feedback to the engineers. Um, and then it definitely has made me a better player. As I mentioned, like, I think the big thing I'll do is I'll just notice if I'm doing something wrong in the match. I already know it. And I'll, I'll try to correct it, obviously, like anybody else. But sometimes you just don't know exactly, like, what you need to correct. But after the match, I'll go and, like, really quickly go and review. The filters just make it so easy. I mean, we have such an amazing array of, like, filters and criteria that you can use. So that's been my main thing for improvement. I do also look at the stats, especially if I'm doing, like, a training session or if I'm hitting with my ball machine or I'm doing, like, a serve practice. There's like certain goals I'll set for myself. And I think there's more that we're going to be doing there to, to help you set goals and, and improve, you know, certain metrics, which I'm really excited about. But I think there's so much that I've been doing. And then I personally, this isn't really an improvement thing, but I love making highlights of my match. I'll share it with like my family. I'll post it on Instagram. I'll share it with my opponent that I played with. It's just so fun to watch those like amazing moments again. And I actually see it from that, that angle of like a TV match. You just kind of feel like a pro a little bit, you know, even though obviously my strokes aren't as nice as, as the top guys, but it's, it's nice to just see that. I think it's, it's, it's just a cool way to share. I mean, you share all these other aspects of your life, right? Like why not be able to share your, your tennis uh, moments too? So. Love it. Love it. And have you, I mean, have you faced Andy Roddick's serve as he put some big thumbs <laughs> down at you? I was on the court with him when he was serving. Actually, we, we filmed an ad. Uh, he, he, he and James both came out to Cupertino where, where we're based in California. And um, yeah, we, we were, we were there courtside filming an ad and he was, he was dropping some big bombs. I was, I, I was too embarrassed to, to try to receive it because I was like, I, I'm not even going to be able to get my racket on it. But uh, they looked pretty fast. I'll tell you that. Uh, I, th I think they could they could do some damage if you're, if you're not careful. So um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, so, Lil, thanks so much for your time. I think, you know, for us as a, as a tennis, global tennis community, it's an absolutely brilliant app that is bringing video highlights, bringing the Grand Slam experience to people with iPhones and iPads who, just fix it to a fence next to a tennis court. And work. I mean, I, you know, I hope we can help spread the message over here in the UK and to all the listeners, wherever they might be. Um, <laughs> now, but finally, a question, a question we ask everyone. Um, you're not allowed, I mean, you've already been out with Elon Musk for a drink, but if you could go for a drink with anybody alive oh, or yeah. dead, 
who would it be and why? Oh, man. I mean, this is going to be probably like the answer that most tennis fans will give, but I would probably say Roger Federer. Um, I'm a huge fan of his and just very inspired by not just his, obviously his on-court achievements, but his like off-court behavior and like everything he's done as well. I think he's just like a great role model and a good ambassador for the sport. So I would love to meet him and also just chat with him about swing vision because I feel like he loves the sport so much. He would really appreciate what we're doing. So I feel like that'd be a really fun conversation to have and hopefully it'll happen someday. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) If anyone's going to make that happen, it's you because you're clearly so good in your tactics of reaching out to people at the right time and somehow getting this in. (laughs) Roger, come on, make this thing happen. (laughs) Yeah, maybe in a couple of years. As you said, the timing needs to be right. (laughs) Is, Is he on LinkedIn? He is not on LinkedIn, unfortunately, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure we can we can find a way. <laughs> Come on, hey! Well, thank you so so much for your time. Um, you know, if you if you're a tennis player and you're listening to this, if you're a tennis coach, you're listening to this. Do look up Swing Vision, uh, give it a go, and see yourself on those videos. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank you, Rob, for having me. This was super fun. Uh, happy to come on again sometime. <laughs> thank you. That's all for today, but thank you very much for listening. And if you enjoyed that, please do hit the subscribe or follow button so you keep up to date with new episodes. And we look forward to welcoming you back to my tennis journey very soon.